Well, it's great to welcome on and say hello to McLean Carter. Of course, uh, Big 12 fans will know him from his time at Texas Tech and also wrapped up his career with Rutgers. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Before we start with McLean Carter, please take a moment out, leave us that rating, review, subscribe to the podcast, and I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Just got a new shipment in, and um, yeah, we got them for you. If you leave us that rating and review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So please be sure to do that, and we'll get you a koozie in the mail. Thanks so much, guys. McLean, for people that don't know, first off, uh, what have you been up to here in your post-playing days? Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. I've been, um, I was a strength and conditioning coach down here at a human performance facility in Dallas. It's called EXO. Um, right after I got done playing at Rutgers, I jumped on with them, um, and I started training guys or helping train guys to get ready for the draft. I was there from January through basically when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, training guys like Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager, uh, a lot of the Big 12 cats. They were down. They put in 10 weeks of hard work, and then we sent them off to the draft. Uh, COVID kind of struck and, um, you know, kind of parted ways with that, and I ended up doing um, kind of starting my own little quarterback training business down here in Dallas. I joined with another guy named David Robinson. He's a, uh, he's a wide receiver guru down here in the Metroplex. Um, he trains a lot of big-name guys, and uh, I was fortunate to kind of jump on with him. And um, when my quarterbacks are thrown, we'll go join with his receivers. And, you know, it's just kind of a joint deal. And uh, I just kind of jumped on, and he presented me the opportunity, and I took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. So, McLean, let's uh, let's go back to to your playing days and, and first talk about leaving Texas Tech, deciding to wrap up your career at Rutgers. How much of that was just the fact that, you know, Texas Tech was transitioning, of course, new leadership was coming in, moving on from Cliff Kingsbury to Matt Wells versus you doing what you thought was in your best interest? Right, yeah, when all that, it all went down. Um, we had lost that last game to Baylor. I played hurt a, a couple, like a month after the game, I ended up having – um, I ended up having some bolts and screws put into my ankle. I just went in to relieve that game, see if I could make something happen. But, yeah, that kind of went down, and I just wanted to go learn some NFL terminology. Um, I, was, I was not healthy. I tried to go through some of the spring training. I was not healthy. Um, the coaches didn't have a grasp of who I was because I wasn't around as much. I was always in training, so I was like, hey. Um, they were very understanding of what I wanted to do. I wanted to go learn some NFL terminology, go play in the Big Ten, try and put some – film together and see if I could get a shot at the next level. Went up there, had a rough concussion against the University of Iowa, and I did not respond. My body didn't respond the way I wanted it to. I didn't recover very well. And, you know, I just had a rough, you know, year and a half of injuries and battling through stuff like that, so I decided to hang it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was, a, it was a weird deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, now when you look back on, on your time at Texas Tech, McLean, and, and coming there and uh, playing for Cliff Kingsbury – what stands out to you as those moments that that are really going to highlight your your career and your college playing days? I think it's the, his style of coaching, the way he um, the way he carries himself every day. You know, I take a lot I take a lot from the way he coached me, and it was just it was new. It was a different kind of the way that he carried himself, but his play calling, his schemes, um, just the way he broke down things, his progressions, his uh, his signals. It was it was a different language. It was a new thing. And, um, and I loved every single minute of it, and I don't plan to change much of the way. Obviously, I'm going to put I put my own twist on things, and from playing from playing ball, I like to 
I like to do my own things. But the way he, the way he went about his coaching and his style, um, I like to emphasize that a lot into my into my coaching philosophy. When you look back on that uh, time, and and you know, you guys were close to bowl eligible each of those couple of years, as I recall. Uh, did did the team feel like he deserved another another shot beyond 2018, or, or what was that like when that went down in the locker room and he was let go? I mean, I think so. It's a uh, it's always tough playing for a guy like that. He's a he's a player's coach. You know, he he wants the best for everybody. He's a great guy. It's it's hard to see a guy like that walk out of the building knowing that you know he's a, he's a Lubbock legend. You know, um, it's tough. It's tough for a guy to walk walk out of the building but we knew ultimately um it wasn't in our control but yeah it was tough i mean it's who doesn't want to go to texas tech and play for coach kingsbury it's a, it's a dream come true so yeah it was tough for some of us um it was tough for the team tough for the city but we don't make these decisions and we took it and ran with it were you surprised that i mean he, he goes to the nfl and he and he has some success and now he's considered like an up-and-coming nfl coach how much have you been surprised by that mclean not surprised. Not surprised. No hesitation. Not surprised. He, uh, just the way he handles his business, the way he goes about himself day to day, it's, uh, it's, it's extremely professional. Um, I think he's, a, he's the best offensive mind on the planet, being able to call plays, being able to break down defenses. He just picks people apart. He, uh, just his, his playbook, if you want to call it a playbook, he's just, he's just on the go, on the fly. It's, it's, it's extremely impressive. So now, I, no, I'm not surprised. OU fans and Lincoln My Riley might have a bone to pick with you on that comment. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I played for the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. I might have a different outlook if I didn't play for him. <laughs> Being joined by McLean Carter, former Texas Tech quarterback, of course. Uh, he's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. So, McLean, I mean, you've been affected then by this all this COVID and what college football is going to look like now. The Big 12 is playing. Yeah. The SEC is playing. The ACC is the Big Ten, the Pac-12 or not, uh, what have you been hearing from from guys at the college level, uh, from recruits? I mean, how is this impacting people in ways that I think a lot of fans and, and just people in general don't really understand? It's extremely interesting. You know, it's just a weird time. Um, obviously, everybody wants to play. Um, you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they're doing what they think is in their best interest. But the kids want to play. Everyone wants to play. But um, – you know, ultimately what comes down to is, you know, people in charge making those decisions. But, yeah, I, all of my buddies back at Texas Tech and a lot of the college ball players that I know, um, they're just going to practice. If they are playing, they're going to practice and treating it like nothing's going on. They just mm -hmm. um, they're trying to go about their day to day like like nothing's changed. So people still seem extremely focused um, trying to win football games. But, yeah, it's just different. I. Uh, it, it's difficult. I'm, it's it's extremely difficult. Do you think that this will have an impact on on recruiting? For because I know you're, you're working with younger guys now. Um, I mean, how will this affect things on the recruiting side as these kids are trying to figure out where to go to college, what the best fit is for them? I mean, what kind of impact do you think that could have? Yeah, especially down here in Texas, they pushed. I don't know what's happening in other states, but um, five and six a fo football has been pushed back five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just film being lost, you know. Um, but here in the Metroplex and, you know, it's fortunate there's a lot of there's social media now and kids can get filmed from seven on seven. Obviously it's going to have an impact because there's no pads on, but I think kids, if they're working hard and they're, they're doing the right thing and they're reaching out and they're in contact with coaches, 
I think there shouldn't be that big of a hiccup mm -hmm. uh, just because there's so many different ways to get filmed now and check how a kid is doing, um, et cetera. But, yeah, I'm hoping that it doesn't have that big of an impact. Yeah. Now, for a guy that, uh, you know, played at Texas Tech and goes to Rutgers, what's, uh, what was the jersey experience like for, for you, McLean? How did that treat you? Very different. The roads went from being uh, 20 feet wide to I needed a bicycle to drive down the street. <laughs> yeah, it, it was different, but I loved, I loved every minute of it. Being close to New York City was awesome. The whole experience, my brother was, uh, he was coaching for the Philadelphia Eagles at the time. Uh, he was living in Cherry Hill, so I was only 45 minutes away from him, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I got to know Jersey pretty well. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Now for you, I mean, you had, you had multiple stops at the, uh, at the college level, of course, and there were two stops mm -hmm. for you, I believe, right before Texas tech. So as, yeah. as you go through that process and, and you look back on it in hindsight, is there value in, in, in finding that place for one year and staying there four years? Or do you see it as, Hey, I had to do what I had to do to get ahead to, 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 to get reps, to play, and that was the best thing for me. I do believe, I do believe there is value when, when the, the stars align perfectly, but mm -hmm. ultimately I think when it comes down to it and if you're trying to play at the next level and reach all your goals, you, at the end of the day, I think you have to do what is best for you, mm -hmm. but there is, there is certain circumstances where, yes, there is value in staying for four years out of school. What would you like to see, McLean, when it comes to, you know, the transfer rules? There's some talk about, you know, letting guys transfer once and not having to sit out a year. H how much did that get talked about amongst players and something that uh, you would want to see and just the guys that you talk to, they'd like to see? Uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a really tricky question. I do think, um, I do think if you transfer, uh, obviously there may have to be some rules and regulations, but yeah, I think if you transfer, you should be able to play. I, I think you should be able to play immediately if if you would like to. Um, some guys will transfer and they they want to. Sometimes they want to sit because they want to get their body right, but they want to play at this school. So, I think uh, I think there should be some rules and guidelines. But um, mm -hmm. if you can and if you can go through waivers and if it gets cleared, I think you should be able to play. When you think back to your time in uh, Lubbock, McLean, I mean, who was the team? I I'm assuming it was Texas, but I don't want to make that assumption that you guys always felt like you got up for just a little bit more. Was it the Longhorns? And I think back to that game a couple of years ago where, you know, you, you led them to that uh, victory on the road, as I recall. And a lot of people think that that saved Cliff Kingsbury's job that year. I mean, do you think back to the Texas game as what was the team where you were like, we're getting up a little bit more for this one? Yeah, it's UT. Yeah. Not it's even definitely close. the University of Texas. Yeah, uh, OU and Baylor—they're a close second, okay. I believe. Okay. Uh, I could choose between the two right there, but yeah, Texas, Texas versus Texas Tech—you know—it's just a different atmosphere, yeah. it's a different vibe. Yeah. We, we're riled up the whole week. We're riled up for two weeks. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's just—it's just, it's just uh, especially a night game under the lights in the Jones or, or either when it's at DK uh, down in Austin. It's just—it's a, a different thing. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You think Texas Tech, a lot of people have said, you know, Texas Tech has always had a tough time getting recruits out to Lubbock just because of how far it is from the Metroplex and, and Houston and some of the recruiting hotbeds in the state. Now that you're kind of on both sides of it as somebody who's played at Texas Tech and you know Lubbock, but now you're kind of dealing with younger guys and training them and whatnot, do you see that location in West Texas being a hindrance in some way or is that overstated? Uh, maybe. It maybe can be, but um, I think – with recruiting and especially now people are flying all over the place. And uh, if coaches are 
doing what they need to get done. I'm, I, I believe there, sh- there shouldn't be there shouldn't be an issue getting a kid out there. If you get them out there to Lubbock, a lot of the times they really enjoy it. Um, and, you know, the process goes on from there. What makes Lubbock so special or, or underrated where people don't realize what they, you know, like about it or fall in love about it until they get out there? Now, I think people out there, people think about Lubbock and they're like, oh, people are what everyone thinks of Texas. They're riding horses around with their cowboy hats on and stuff, picking <laughs> tumbleweeds. But it's, uh, it's, there's 300,000 people. It's a big city. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's nice. You got everything you need there. The campus is awesome. Uh, Lubbock's a great place to be. That's awesome. McLean Carter is joining us here on, on uh, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. McLean, really appreciate you coming on for a few minutes. And once again, just for people that want to uh, get a hold of you in the Metroplex, uh, how can they do that? Uh, they can contact me on Instagram or Twitter. My Twitter is McLean C4, M C L A N E C4. And my Instagram is McLean Carter, M C L A N E Carter, C A R T E R. McLean, thanks for uh, coming on the show for a few minutes, uh, giving us your thoughts and your insights and what's happening right now in, in college football, talking about your playing days, and uh, we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir, absolutely. Great to have McLean Carter on the show. Uh, good stuff out of him. I'm Pete Mundo. Please take a moment out, guys. Leave us a rating, review, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. Wherever you get your podcasts, do that. Send me a screenshot. Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And the koozie, the Heartland College Sports koozie is coming your way. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.